Why are you? Why are you? Why? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need to know that. We know what it is. It's the no, but place. you can click on the fucking speaker and listen to someone pronounce it. Oh. Effing Nasers! Always with the Nasers! <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it Effing you? I've clicked the link. I've given you the fucking link. I know. I'm listening to it now. You. I like how she says it slow once and then fast. Do it. Do the more. Do it very slowly. Oh, yeah. Effing Okay, are we ready? Cheese! <laughs> Hello and welcome, I'm Steve. And I'm Cheese. And, <laughs> and I'm... I'm... What? <laughs> Fucking I... knew it, you better. I couldn't hear what Steve said. He knew that was coming. I said... Hello and welcome, my name is Steve. And my name is Al. And my name is Brett. And... The podcast name is Pulsed <laughs> The podcast for the aged Affinye. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I think we can go with that. Uh, <laughs> All right, moving along. So, gentlemen, what have we, what have we been up to this week? Uh, Brett. You're the one with the Ooh, a rarity. Wait, I'm the one with the what? Uh, Al had a mouthful of tea at the time. Coffee. Go- All right. Plus tea. I'm having coffee. Fair enough. What have I been up to the last week? Uh, we've been coming out of the class, the woodworking class, which went really well, um, and just getting the shop back in order because we have one week before, or sorry, I guess it's a week and a half before the first of the two welding classes happen. Oh, so. We're getting in all of the welding gears and putting the shop back in order, which is interesting to have this kind of modular barn workspace where everything comes out and then everything goes away. And then we put new stuff up and then we got to resort it. Uh, it's just been a lot of cleaning and handling my Patreon stuff because I finally got the patches sorted. And I can't wait to get those out, which is going to be really fun. And then for the first time in one month, I should be finishing a build video. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So hopefully I post a video by this weekend. I am excited because it honestly, it I think it took three weeks for the, or two weeks for the box to get here from yours, Al. I got, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh the tracking number that they gave me didn't work. <laughs> so I just have not known. And it's not just the piece that I'm working on, but it was all the maker coins, all of the stuff from MC, the twine from the twine factory. Um, factory. I just got it a few days ago. So I'm excited to just have all my goodies and I get to put all the maker coins in the treasure chest. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to do that. Uh, but that's it. Really just a lot of getting back on track. So, Ow. So I, I too have maker coin conundrums because I had a big batch that I unpacked. I didn't even get one. Of mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, <laughs> what maker coins did you bring to make a central Johnny one coin and a fake coin? 
I made you a knife. <laughs> so did Rasmus. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I had a big, beautiful batch full of them. Um, and then I posted, I took a shot, I nulled, 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 nulled the shit out of them. And then put it on Instagram. And then loads of people were like, oh, where's my coin? Where's my coin? Oh, you lost my coin already, have you, Al? I was like, fuck, <laughs> it, there must be another pile of fake coins somewhere. <laughs> and so like, uh, all this week I've been tidying up um, since you monkeys left. And I've finally got it clean. And I couldn't find them fucking anywhere. Um, and I was uh, I was like ratcheting through all the bags, unpacking all the boxes. Um, and basically they were in the glove compartment of my car. <laughs> so I've got, I found a whole batch of them. And then I got I got a message off Sofa. And, and Sofa was like, Hey, Al, you remember in the first night in the in the hill turn? Um, and basically, steaming pissed, I'd given her a whole bunch of my coins as well, so she's got another <laughs> stash of them. <laughs> so I've got like I've got another whole mound of all this shit. So um, I've got to think of something cool to do with them because there's all sorts. Because it's not just coins, is it? There's like little like keepsakes and lovely little treats yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I want to think of something um, cool to do with them. Maybe other than other than a coin, maybe like a presentation box or something. Maybe I'll get Logan to build me a presentation box. There you go. Um, I did some TIG. Oh yes, you did. Uh, which was interesting because it didn't make any noise or mess or sparks, <laughs> and I didn't I didn't understand. Um, but yeah, very satisfying. Um, a bit. I was so excited when I saw that photo. A bit tricky with the gas, uh, especially because I've only got these tiny little canisters mm-hmm. uh, that you get from Halfords. So I'm going to have to invest in the proper gas system i think with a um pressure valve because yeah. i'm just basically guessing and winging it um and it's a bit hit and miss um yeah but that was fun another 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 sort of skill to learn i think it uh, could be interesting um and then talking of skills to learn i sorted out the lathe that jp gave jp 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 um gave me and set that up in the shack um, and obviously there's no room for a lathe in the shack. Um, <laughs> so I've mounted it underneath the bench and it like flips up over the, over the top of the bench. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and it's ridiculously heavy and you shouldn't have something like that that flips up and it's completely un- unbalanced. But I did manage to do it because Steve gave me a big bag of hinges. So I've just hinged the shit out of it. I love, I love hinges. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there's a really just bodged together hinge mechanism with this lathe that's flopping around on these brass hinges. <laughs> but it works, and it's a charm. Um, and I turned a few things, so that was that was fun, just finding new and interesting, more dangerous ways to make sawdust in the hack shack. Yeah. There you go. Fucking brilliant. It. Still waiting yeah. for the first piece of meat to go on there. I'm thinking of a homemade yeah. doner kebab. Yeah. and Because like... it, spins, it spins towards you, correct? <gasps> It spins oh. towards. Well, it spins. Wait, hang on. No, it, it, it does spin towards you, but the meat will go up because you put the blade in horizontally. Oh, I was going to say, just put your mouth in front of it. <laughs> yeah, my no, my, my or an ear blade. of corn, an ear of corn. Just <laughs> you. No, you want to do uh, like uh, when they're turning resin and shit, and they get the fucking the strings, the, the strings the all over their face. The meaty. Ribbons. You want to get that, but just a shitload of donut all over your face. <laughs> I could just hang like <laughs> up, upside down, upside down pita breads from the roof. Daddy, would you like some pita breads? Um, and the meat could just like shoot up into them. I need some sort of elaborate like chutney system to make sure that it sticks um, and overcomes gravity. But well, I reckon we can do it. Uh, th- this is why Netflix should have a Fools with Tools show. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what we could do with their budget? Jesus. <laughs> Um, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be that crazy either it'd be like uh guys could 
do you think we get like three hundred dollars for this build? <laughs> we need a lot of pita, and we know it's pricey. Oh, Jesus! Christ. So good. Um, yeah, that sounds like you've had a, a a good week. I like I said with the the whole tick stuff. I can't even describe how excited I am for you for that because it's something that I really really want to play with myself. Um, and I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what dumb shit you come up with to do with the uh, the TIG welder because you're imaginative like that. Imaginative. <laughs> yes. Imagine- oh. uh. <laughs> uh, Steve, what have you been up to? <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, what have I been up to? I, I have been doing all of the things. Basically, after uh, River Cottage, this... Um, Last week, last weekend, uh, we sold all of our stock. Woo! Uh, yeah, what? not 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 woo. Cause yeah, because you got to make more piggy tails. Yeah, because that that's meant that I've spent the last few days in the workshop constantly, um, which meant that I've not had a chance to do all of the fun, exciting video things that I was hoping to do. Uh, but I had Monday off, and Monday I got to do loads of. Um, admin things which was super fun and exciting uh but i sent out all the t-shirts and patreon stickers and bits like that so it's been quite good fun this last few days getting people dropping a message and like when their shirts turn up and and everything else so that's been good uh and this weekend we had another axe making course so we uh i was working at that uh and that again was was really good fun it was a Good group of people, nothing crazy or exciting happened, but it was just a nice, fun course. So, yeah, that was it. And I have no segue. What I should have done is I should have left the admin stuff till last, because then I could have been, ah, it's really good. It's like I'm a mature adult. And then we could have (laughs) gone into the whole mature thing and how, how things get better with age. Unlike this podcast, which is still fucking shambles <laughs> <laughs> we're on episode of what now yeah 87 oh god yeah uh, um, wow so yeah we were just basically uh i also uh, did some push-ups and it was warm <laughs> did you make a tray as well in the, in the, yeah, yeah. Push, push-ups <laughs> um, i don't i can't follow this right now <laughs> Uh, in jokes on the in jokes. Uh, yeah, so we were going to talk about maturity and things getting better with age and how things change as they age and get older and stuff. Uh, Al, do you want to... Uh... I like how you just instantly segue from <laughs> the topic <laughs> of maturity to me. I'm the fucking oldest in this fucking building. Yeah. You... Wait, wait, hang on, are you? Yes. Oh, okay. On the outside. No. <laughs> yeah, he's a six-year-old. <laughs> Actually, most of my joints are probably the oldest as well. <laughs> I I think I have you on knees. Yeah. Oh, you really? Knees. Oh, yeah. There's the reason I have Velcro shoes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now. This episode is going to be glorious. Ow, yeah. ow, kick it off. When you um, think of maturity... 
What does that mean to you? Yeah, no, I, I think um, the the idea popped up because of yeah, we are heading steamrolling towards towards 101 episodes, um, and the fact that I've been on Patreon a year now, um, and doing this YouTube thing for two years, um, was since I uploaded the the the, the building of the Hack Shack was uh, was May 2017. Um, and just kind of the the rate at which things have matured for all of us, really. Um, Steve going out on his own into the big wide world without yeah. any protection from from mummy and daddy employer, um, <laughs> and just the fact that even at sort of, I mean, once was probably considered middle age, late thirties. Um, it was probably now the opposite of that because yeah. that would imply that at some point in my life I'm going to retire. Um, yeah, just the, the the rate at which we've we've all kind of matured over over the past the past couple of years um, since since knowing each other, since meeting each other, since since coming on this podcast, um, and also seeing this group grow, seeing the Fugal Tools group grow and mature, um, has been amazing. And and people's kind of um, confidence, um, I think, is something that you get with maturity. Um, but what what kind of really impresses me the most is is um, the things that haven't come with the maturity. <laughs> so we, we haven't become more um, stuck in our ways. It's the opposite. We're kind of getting more broad. Um, so there's this kind of like inversely proportional thing where normally things that come with maturity, we're actually letting go. So we're becoming more childlike in terms of our naivety and our fearlessness, um, which I think is amazing. So, you know, seeing Ellen's, couple of videos this week um great to have two videos in a week from ellen um <laughs> but you know seeing the, the the panel that she built for serenity was just amazing um primary buffer panel considering she's never used a welder i don't think before that um nope. Nope. possibly the first time on an angle grinder um yes and the fact that that had just been straight off the back of forging fucking knitting needles <laughs> with a power hammer um just things like just just seeing that just seeing ellen's fearlessness um and how she's kind of as she grows she becomes more more young at heart which i think yeah. is great um you know you could very easily just get more stuck in your ways and more kind of miserable and more grumpy and more waffles as you get older but i think we actually all of us are kind of headed in this direction of anything's possible you know which yeah. you had this dream when you were a kid you wanted to go and you know live in a tree house when you were a kid and i think we're actually heading towards that reality, <laughs> almost literally that we could all potentially live in this tree house and yeah um and fuck the system and fuck the man and and you know i think um yeah so for me it's 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 this this dual direction of maturity yeah um just to kick it off anyway that's my start yeah. because it it's i i really like the way that you put that because i can always remember like um being younger and kind of trying to define what being mature is and and a lot of people kind of having this this thing that, oh, if you're mature, that means you're old and boring and you don't do fun <laughs> things anymore and all this. And like I've always seen being mature as basically, uh, I think I might have even said this on the show before, like it's it's getting to the point where you're, um, you know when to, to dick around and have fun. <laughs> when the time comes, like when you know when you need to, you can crack on and, and get shit done. Um, and, uh, and I think that's, that's one of the things that we've kind of, well, sorry, one of the things that we do well is the fact that we, we will muck around and, and have fun and 
make stupid jokes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we'll, you know, if we need to, we'll knock it down and get on with it. And I think we've we've done things like that, like when we went out to Jimmy's and um, and moved our mic around really noisily. And, uh, <laughs> thanks, Al. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like when we're out to Jimmy's and sorry, like, post just <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, I just cracked on with um, getting shit sorted and like with some of the stuff that we've got coming up and like with the whole make with makers stall and and things like that. The fact that yeah, we're we're more than happy to to dick about, but when when we need to, shit gets done. And and again, it's not just uh, in terms of of actual physical work there's stuff like uh some of the the nicer things that have been done <laughs> people in uh in the fools with tools group and and just in the maker community in general so are you saying like being able to switch that mature on and off yeah at will which is quite quite powerful isn't it because if you were just constantly like sensible and mature and um you know the one that did all the forms and stuff it's like yeah, yeah people would appreciate it but you wouldn't be fun yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um unless that kind of thing floats your boat. But yeah, um I think I think having the power to be able to to know how to turn that on and off or dial it up and down um is yeah. is, is really powerful. Yeah. I wanna jump in. Um I agree with uh Al what you just said there in terms of dialing it up and down because I think our group specifically is a really good example of how people can still be perceived as professional or, you know, if you have this YouTube channel or an Instagram situation, anything social media wise, uh, you want to come across at least semi-professional, right? If, if you want to come off as a, there's a profession, sorry, (laughs) that implies that there's a profession. Well, okay. So (laughs) Nick's, Nick's the word professional, but if you want to be taken seriously, itty capacible. Yeah. I'm responsible. Al, you can, all of the jokes and all of the silliness and all the videos I've, I've seen you work. I know other people have actually gotten to experience what it's like with you in the shop and having you at the forge and everything. And as silly as some of the videos are, there's, there's this responsible nature for everything because everyone's also seen you buckle down like MC just recently. And last year, even when it was just go time, uh, when it's time to perform or when it's time to do the deed, it gets done. You also did all the logistics and everything ar- around the trip, which was brilliant. And Steve, I mean, you just want to call your dog stupid and send us all photos of him, but we've all seen you teach and you could be a total goofball, but you're also really good at what you do. And people are engaged by you. Um, being able to dial up, you know, when Steve's just in a silly good mood and having a bit of fun versus Steve's going to work. I watched him carry a hundred pound propane tank over his shoulder because he just, that's what he does, which <laughs> no then, one then, ever in the history has ever done that. You can roll it on the ground. You just really wanted to prove that you could. <laughs> um, but I really, really like this aspect of being able to, you know, turn it on when it's time to turn it on. Like we've got stuff to do. We've got things to deliver, whether it's a client, Al, I'm sure in your day job, you know, when it's a, buckle down, we've got a tight deadline, whatever it is, you're able to do that. But then at the same time, offset it with dressing up like Jane and shooting a pneumatic cannon in the backyard and eating apples. 
I mean, the uh, same with you, Brett. I mean, um, you're on this show too. Um, so, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, beautiful. There was there, there was something about kind of um, maturity and, and it being associated with like like you said, Brett, like responsibility, professionalism, um, you know, sort of slipping away that kind of that innocence and that 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 fun that goes with childhood. But I think there's also like a um, I'm trying to think of what the graph might look. I want to say bell curve, but it's probably not. But there's a tipping point as well where kind of that all just disappears and then you get past a certain point of maturity and it's like you just don't give a fuck anymore and you become kind of <laughs> like the the, the 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 cheeky old man or like the Charlton Heston who's just like, I don't give a fuck about the rules anymore. I don't give a fuck about like, <laughs> doing things properly. I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to die soon, so I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't want to paint maturity with this brush of boring. Um, I think, you know, with maturity can also come understanding when you can misbehave um yeah. when you can when you can be cheeky when you can be fun and um, so i don't i don't want to like just you know I, i've been spending a lot of time with kids lately and trying to kind of um not relive my childhood but kind of repurpose youth yeah because i think there's a, there's a there's a huge kind of um want and missing uh, in in society for for mm-hmm. kind of the, the the power and the imagination of kids that's that's unbelievable and incredible um but at the same time i don't want to mean that like people who have grown up ha- don't have that anymore because they absolutely do i think it's it's within us all um and it's um what's the uncanny valley the uncanny valley yeah. that's uh, with robots that's when things get too realistic and then people stop liking it oh, so yeah, yeah, it just, at a certain yeah, point it just yeah, goes yeah. right back up like okay now we're just in full human mode now yeah, yeah but it's I'll like yeah it. once you pass 80 and you become like the <laughs> silly slapstick old person then you're back on the upshot yeah awesome sorry no no you're right um yeah but this this idea of 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 all of us being able to to, to be mature but also switch it off i think you really you really nailed it, Steve, with that ability to to understand when when's right and when's not. You know, like yeah. shipping everyone around the country to fucking get their flights on time and stuff. Yeah. Like Outrageous. you could very easily have just been eating chicken and <laughs> like you know running around the field with Murph, but like the, you knew when it was time. To, it was business time. It's yeah. business time. Um, and and that's great. That's that's, that's got my name in it, <laughs> <laughs> Brit. But um, it, yeah, that is that is a fantastic skill. Um, something I try to. I mean, even even today, like I was, um, I've got in touch with the guy. So after after Caro did that um, installation piece for the Amsterdam Light Festival, which oh, yeah. weirdly enough was for for my friend from Amsterdam, <laughs> um, small world. <laughs> um, uh, today I went down to see the guys who do the Leeds Light Festival. Um, and you'd think, oh, Leeds Light Festival, you know, that's like the Village Light Festival. Um, but it's actually not. It's, it's a fantastic event. And um, according to The Guardian, it's in one of the top five light festivals in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for that. But, um, again, it was a weird one because I went down today and, obviously, I'm speaking to creative people. Um, they're putting on, like, a community event. So it's all kind of, like, um, welfare and it's, it's you know, it's 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 um, crafty and they're all kind of, like, our kind of people like like-minded yeah. people but it was run by the council and, and i was at the town hall and i kept just like slipping in and out of like business mode i am yeah. business al and then just slipping <laughs> into like stupid like swearing in the middle of this and it was yeah. literally in it was like so in the town in leeds town hall beautiful old building the leeds, leeds 
town hall yeah town hall yeah. um with a, an amazing like theater inside it like yeah, a really gorgeous. old yeah it's absolutely gorgeous and like we basically had the meeting in the theater like just <laughs> overlooking like on the balconies like this is Brilliant. fucking amazing and then I'm, I'm just there like trying to basically like like spirit hour was above me going like shut up stop swearing <laughs> you know um and but then at the same time i was like fuck it do you know what i mean this is yeah. we're literally in a place of art and and why why should yeah. i behave why should i be sensible and boring when i'm trying to be excited and try to be articulate because i think that kind of links back into what you were saying about like you get over a certain like that that hump of of asia whatever where you just go actually i don't i don't give a fuck i can do what i want and and all that and i think that that's kind of one of the things that one of the, the negatives that people kind of have with um, with maturity in terms of as a person um, is the fact that people like w- when you're a kid, you don't know what those boundaries are. So <laughs> you you push those boundaries, and you're you're always kind of you know you say what's on your mind, you you speak without thinking. And, yeah, and and you do all those kind of things. Whereas then, when you get a bit older, you you become more and more aware of those um, those like social cues and things like that, and mm. and you're more concerned with uh with not breaking the rules and not not pushing those boundaries um and then like you say you get to a certain age where you're actually going well actually those rules are more kind of guidelines i can (laughs) i can definitely break them so i mean um living in holland so everyone's got this view of the netherlands of being like it's fine it's fine it's cool don't worry about it it's fine (laughs) and and they're all these laid back like weed smoking people but they're absolutely not like it yeah. was the most bureaucratic, like red tape place I've ever been, and had the yeah. fucking misfortune of living there. Like you, you can't do anything. Um, it's super like um, conservative, even though everyone thinks you think super liberal, but it's not. Um, and it, it, yeah, living there, I, I was kind of like, you, you cycle to work every day, and you cycle home every day, and that usually is from the pub. <laughs> um, and you're kind of like, I, I'm not driving; it's cycling is fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you got stopped by the by the feds, you would get fined for being drunk. You would get fined if you didn't have lights on your bike. You get fined yeah. if your tires were flat. It was like if you if you are going down a hill, it's like there's no hills. You're fined. Um, <laughs> and it was just unbelievable. Like the red tape, all like going through a red light on your on your bicycle. So they had like lights for bikes as well yeah. as for cars. Bike lights. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, as in like traffic lights. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, so if you, so even if there's if it's like two o'clock in the morning, there's no cars around. There's literally no one on the road. You're the only person on the road, and you go through a red light, they'll stop you and fine you. Yeah. Um. And so I kind of developed this mantra in the Netherlands of, um, break the rules but obey the laws. Yeah. So it's like the laws are there to stop people dying, and to stop you hurting other people. Yeah. But the rules are just kind of like give or take. You know, it's like yeah. it's just common sense. So like I've I. I I never really thought about it like that until until then. So like, I really go. Like it, it it like laws are put in place to make sure that nobody murders anyone or steals from anyone um, or does anything that you didn't think was you know. Um, yeah. Remember not to kill anyone when you caught the dog today, <laughs> um, because maybe some people think that they're allowed to. Um, but the rules are more kind of like, yeah, it's up to you. I'll let you decide whether or not you think this is fine. Um, so from then on, I just kind of thought. I'll listen to the rules, and I'll, as long as I understand them, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If I get it, I think I'm allowed to bend them or break them. So absolutely turn your ankle grinder upside down if you think it'll do a better job. <laughs> there's no law, there's no angle grinder law in place. You know, Steve's law. 
Steve um, Law. <laughs> Steve Law. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I really like the, I, like, genuinely, Steve I've already Law? written, I've already written down, uh, break the rules, obey the laws, because it, I, it's a really, really good way of putting it. Well, it's going um, on a fucking t shirt, I'll tell you that much. Again, good. Uh, ooh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've just read your message. Uh, I have now forgotten what I was going to say because I got distracted by <laughs> Kit the message. Why don't you share yeah. it with the class, Steve? <laughs> uh, have a Kit Kat. Um, or which... as the Norwegians say, have a Kvicklint. Kvicklint. Which is yeah. a delicious version of a Kit Kat because it uses I, I was quote-unquote Cadbury's chocolate. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to show you the wrapper because I had one just before I came on there. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have it. Uh, and nobody cares. Nobody maturity. Cares I'm sure, I'm sure our two Norwegian fans give a shit. About. <laughs> so the mature way we're supposed to do a podcast is by sticking to the topic. What we've done is derailed into <laughs> <Also, John Lebron. laughs> again. But, uh, but like, so uh, we've talked about maturity in terms of um, people being mature. But I think like when... Steak, cheese, wine. Yes. All Sausages. Churches. Church is very small rocks. It's not just people and personalities that uh, that reach maturity. So you you can have a workshop that becomes mature. Like a, a new workshop is ten, like especially if it's a it's a new build workshop, and you know you've just moved all your equipment in, and it's it it's almost sterile and stagnant because everything get, like gets moved in and, and put away and everything, yeah. and it it doesn't it's not until it gets to a certain point of maturity where you feel like you can go in and you can just, you can make stuff. Like, uh, I don't know if anybody else does it, but I wholesale stole Laura's idea of having a slab of plywood or plyboard um, on my workbench and using that as like a, basically as a disposable tabletop. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when I first put that on, I was so, so like delicate and fragile and, Oh, I don't want to mark it because it's new and, and all of this. Whereas now it's it's reached a, a level of maturity where I'm quite happy to cut halfway into it. And yeah, you know, if I need to heat something up, I just put it on that. And I don't I don't care if I burn it because it's it's mature. It's it's got to the point where you know I, I can do stuff like that. And and because of that, it's like I think Laura's actually taken some of her, hers off and is keeping them as basically as wall art <laughs> because. They they show a story. They tell a story. And I think that's one of the great things about um, about inanimate objects uh, reaching a, a state of maturity is the fact that they then have a, a story to tell. I think even beyond inanimate objects, thing other things in life. I, I never thought about it until you, you you brought it up just now, Steve. But things like a car. So yeah. like the Road Slayer. It's not. It wasn't new when I bought it, but it was new to me. Yeah, um, and it's the first time I had a relatively new car, and I was so fucking precious about it, and I didn't want to scratch it, and I didn't want to go too fast, and I didn't want to go around corners too fast, and I didn't want to go the speed bumps, and, and I was like, I was cleaning the fucking car every five minutes, and I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, and up until the first time I dinged it, um, I was resting some plate steel on it, and it just scratched the side of the car, and then I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't really matter now. Yeah, because it's not perfect any lot perfect. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, I enjoy it more. It's it's comfier because I just I jump in the seat now. I don't delicately place my ass in the seat. You know <laughs> the the fucking the, the the gearbox in a Civic gets better with age if you rag yeah. it. 
Um, yeah. So that it's actually fucking nicer to change gears now. Same with the engine. It's like actually the more fucking punishment you give the Honda engine, the better it gets. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's ten times more enjoyable now. Yeah. Because I'm 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 not worrying about it. Like I still look after it, but it's 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 less of this kind of fear anymore. And and again, it's it's back to that sort of reverse maturity. Now I've grown the car's grown older. I can treat it more like a kid. Yeah. Um, and, and it's lovely. But then, you know, you think about that, like like you're saying about um, this perfect sheet of plywood. You know, the first day you wear your fucking trainers at school yeah, and they're bright fucking white and you don't want to get a speck of water on them. <laughs> and then up until someone comes and christens them and stomps on them and then it's fine and then you can relax. But up until that yeah. point, you're, like, you're not really enjoying your trainers. Yeah. Until you've had them for a few months, you've broken them in, you know, the leather's a bit softer and you can rag around and they're super comfy. And yeah. suddenly just because the the this inanimate fucking object is now more mature it's better for it yeah. and i would i would never want to go back to that pristine you know as much as there's that one second of satisfaction where you get new new shoes out of the box beyond that like you're not going to keep getting them out of the box and, and going oh they're still new <laughs> yeah it's like they were new once now start enjoying them i, yeah. I like you brought up leather specifically but that was the example that i was mm. thinking of is how if you go into a leather store that doesn't do aged leather goods, you know, yeah, yeah. brand new $800 handbag that for some reason people buy and keep these companies in business. <laughs> um, they're so pristine. Yeah. And, you know, it costs tons of money. I remember friends they of mine. They don't smell of anything. No. Why, does, why, don't, why, does, why doesn't it smell of tobacco? Like they've got Louis Vuitton spray painted on the front of them and everything. Um, I, I like the idea of that, that reversion. Re- revision? Reversing. Haha. Of Aha. <laughs> uh to me something like leather gets character it it develops a character with its age, right? That's uh you know where the uh the most worked parts or or you know if you're wearing a pair of shoes and the toe gets really dinged up, that's when they have character and yeah, you stop giving a shit about them because you've already blown through the front of them. But they that story that they tell that's for your shoes when it comes to something like a saddle that's existed in a family for a hundred years because it was made by a professional saddle maker <laughs> like that's going to have so much character and i don't i don't really care if you try and go buy a new one which you know they're crazy expensive because they're these beautiful yeah. pieces of leather work but they'll have hand tooling in them and all these details and stuff and they look not fake but it's the same kind of thing like i don't really want to touch that I'm I'm not going to get a horse anytime in my life, but I see that as like, and now you put that on an animal and then you sit on it. What about that one over there? That one looks like it got run through a bank heist in the 1800s. You know, I want to know about that one. That one's got a story. That one's got the character. And like, I would rather put, if I had a horse, I'd put that one on the horse. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be for the fun stuff where you ride the horse around and play cops and robbers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know about you guys, but if I if I ever buy a new pair of jeans, I fucking I hate them for the first like six weeks, and because they're they're new and they're they they need wearing in, they need maturing. Um, and I mean, uh, yes, I know you can go out and you can buy pre-worn jeans that are all fucking <laughs> like pre-distressed no, and, and all that. Go out but, and buy secondhand jeans, absolutely. Well, yeah, you can go and buy a pair of fucking Levi's from the the, the British Art Foundation for like eight quid. Yeah. Do that, <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, sorry. What I meant is like the the, the pre-distressed yeah. stone, ones, that, stone washed. Yeah, that are like 
50 times the price because some I would like a car with 30,000 miles on the clock, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, and, and it's mad that, uh, that that's kind of added maturity to, to something can give something extra value. It's like, um, we had someone the other day asking about ambles, um, and, uh, and now uh, can you still buy like a brand new answer? People still make ambles. And yes, yeah, you can. People still produce them. One of the anvils that we've got is only uh, 15 years old, and the company that produced it still sell brand new anvils now. But it reminds me of the Cal Pilkington quote where he's talking about antiques. And he's like, well, no one's making any new ones. Fuck. <laughs> 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 but, um, but like with, with an anvil, it, it takes about 10 years for it to, to kind of wear in. Um, so you, you don't really want a brand new one. You you want one that's got a bit of wear in it because it's 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 bedded in. It's the same as bedding in a car sort of thing. Yeah, you know, when you first buy, if you ever buy a brand new car, you you don't rag it for the first few thousand miles because it all needs to to bed in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's the thing. It is maturity can be sometimes seen as uh, as, as a negative because it's not brand new. But like you say, I think generally things that are a bit worn in tend to have more value when it when it comes to that that idea of flavor both literally and figuratively i think maturity is is awesome in that respect you know yeah uh, freshly killed meat is basically inedible because yeah. it's so tough you can't eat it um fish granted yes that's how i want to eat my fish yeah. um but you know red meat it's, <laughs> it's literally no good until until yeah. it's you know it's been hung for three weeks uh, you know yeah for, for at least for flavor never mind tenderness never mind sort of fat breaking down and sinews and stuff um there's so many interesting things about about flavor profiles maturing um fermented things you know um giving it time to age spirits you know anything that's been in a barrel um it it stands me the sort of the gin um craze that's hit in the uk i don't know if it's the same in the states brett but everyone's making gin artisanal fucking gin artisanal and it's, it's just ethanol with fucking like cloves in or whatever yeah. there's nothing special about gin anyone can make gin um and i can't believe there's not an age gin market because uh, it's been going for you know 10 years this this gin thing yeah um so why nobody has bothered to because you get aged gin in in, in holland geneva age Geneva, yeah. and it's fucking beautiful um because suddenly this 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 relatively boring drink that's just sort of medicinal and literally a tonic yeah. you know was was you meant to drink it to stop malaria with with tonic water um suddenly has flavor profiles and suddenly drinks like rum and like whiskey and you actually can enjoy a drink just neat um yeah. so there's there's literal flavor like that but then there's flavor you're talking about Steve like comfort uh, yeah. and luxury and and softness you know brett that leather thing is, is great because it's it's all the creaks and, and, and creases and folds and like soft patches where it's a little bit thinner and you know the idea that it, it folds and moves like a like a leather bag like like fucking indies bag yeah you know i mean fuck me how many stories has that got yeah. <laughs> um I've, I've just seen ellen's post and it literally says um it was the first time I ever used a welder on an angle grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant on Instagram. So yes, it was. Um, yeah, so I I, I wholeheartedly agree. I, I think I think there's there's an importance to to be immature yeah. um, in terms of kind of naivety and um, exploring and enjoying life and being silly, fucking around, um, not taking life too seriously. Um, I find myself 
you might not believe this, but like, especially at work, taking everything too seriously, taking everything to heart, um, thinking everything's my responsibility. You know, not not to the point of being a martyr, like oh, woe is me, but like in secret, like like yeah. thinking everything's my like if I don't if I don't do it, it just won't fucking get done. Yeah. Which ninety percent of the time is true, but you know it, that isn't my <laughs> responsibility. Um, yeah. And to 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 warrant a little bit less responsibility and to be a little bit more immature about in that respect. Um, I think we could all enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, you, th- then there's the flip side. It's like, when yeah, yeah, now I need to grow up. Now's yeah. business time. Um, but then I think like, like, like I was saying earlier on, like there's, there's levels of, of maturity. And I think, um, I think, Get, like getting into stage two of maturity is going. Oh fuck! Everything's my stage fault. Stage two, holy shit! Yeah, but <laughs> but stage three is when you go. Oh, actually, no. It, if it's not my responsibility, then it's okay for me to not worry about it. It's okay for me to go. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. That's that's Brett's problem. Brett can deal with that. Um, I think. I think. I, think I, I kind of. I wrote down confidence. Question: Confidence. Um, yeah. <laughs> the irony, um, because I wasn't. I was trying to correlate that with confidence so like with age comes this um experience yeah you know there's the the one thing you don't have with immaturity and that's experience you don't know that something's Mm going to go right something's going to go wrong you don't know that you can trust a person or trust a tool or an object um so having that confidence only comes with maturity you can have you can have ignorance when you're immature you know you if you if you have absolutely no idea how something's going to work because you're just ignorant. Um, yeah. You can sometimes get away with a lot of shit, but having confidence in something is, I guess, the foil to that, and, and it it um, it helps massively. Yeah. And I think and- that's what I think that's what we're seeing with people in the community, not just because they all learn and they're all growing, but I think everyone around one another is is massively boosting each other's confidence. Yeah. And seeing people like either help or give advice or whatever. Yeah, but I, I think like the the word. The word that you use that I would pick over confidence is the experience, mm. um, and I think that's one of the things is 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 maturity comes with experience, and and not just in terms of uh, again, not just in terms of people, but in terms of objects and things like that. Like that that ten year old anvil has experienced mm-hmm. more that that leather bag that's all nicely folded and and has those little worn spots. It, it's had experience. Like it it might not be you know able to actually consciously recognize that it's it's had experiences because it's an animate object but you know it, it's been through things it, it's seen and done things and um i think that that really aids to maturity because if you're sat in a room from the day you're born and you never get out and you never experience anything it doesn't matter how old you are you're never gonna uh have that experience to to become more mature i think what kills me about the term experience is having heard it so much in um, the desk job world in the past, where it was all about, uh, we're only hiring people with 15 years of experience. <laughs> I hate that because this is this technology is only eight years old, so you're asking yeah. for somebody for you know experience, double that of how long it's existed. Anyway, um, I think there is a... I think there's an issue sometimes with people using experience as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, yeah, yeah, I've existed longer or I've been doing this specific thing longer um, than you have. So I know better. Yeah, they are not they are not. What they're they're not one in the same. Right. Just because you've existed longer doesn't mean you have more 
experience, quote unquote. And like we've talked about plenty of times, uh, you know, turning an angle grinder upside down to do silly things. Maybe people weren't doing that 20 years ago, but I'm sure there was a few people out there and, and, you know, they haven't existed forever. Like how long do you think an angle grinder has been around? Like the actual tool itself? 1940s. Really? Yeah, but like, right. like it'll be like a stone cutter, right? It'll be like a, yeah. a disc. Right. So you got somebody in the 1940s who, you know, the war and cars and the depression, all of this stuff, <laughs> the industrial revolution. And some guy goes, right, new tool. What if I turn it upside down? And everyone's like, don't do that. That's not how they're made. Well, he doesn't have the experience. He's probably been a stonemason all of his life, all 18 <laughs> years, and he's about to retire because he's 36. But he's going to turn an angle grinder upside 1954. down. 1954. Ah, 54. All right. Well, botched my timings. On <laughs> um, but what I'm getting at is is the idea that being new or, or not being aged in – uh, a craft or a skill does not necessarily mean that you need to be doing that thing for 20 or 30 years to oh, prove God, yourself to the other people. No, it's then- more, it's more that confidence. This is where I'm breaking the terminology. Cause I appreciate what you said, Steve, yeah. where like the experience is something that uh, we can all adhere to, but also the confidence that Al is talking about makes sense. And they're, they kind of toe the line with each other where I, I trust you like indefinitely with an angle grinder and sharpening a knife. I've never seen anybody else do that, but you're still the one that I can look at and go, Oh, it can be done. And I know a guy who does it very well. Al did the same thing at his, when he was working on the hatchet. I was like, Holy shit. He did it too. And it came out like super high polished and everything at the end. It looked really, really great. Al, how long have you been making hatchets? (laughs) Exactly. So it's not an experience thing, but Al has the aptitude aptitude to translate that very, very quickly, yeah. right? So you look at somebody doing what Al did, it's not time on the planet or time spent on the angle grinder. It's more just confidence. Like, So I've, I've, got, I've got an analogy for you, Brett. Oh, God. People that talk in analogies should do Shampoo something. Shampoo my crotch. Um, you there's, you probably won't get this because it's about clutches. But <laughs> um, Burn. Um, the... Someone someone told me to this when I was when I was learning to drive and it it resonated with me massively. It was like you try to lift the clutch, clutch up slowly to engage, you yeah, know, and doing the little seesaw thing with 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 the throttle. And I, and I was doing it slowly, and he was like, "It's not about how slow you do it; it's about how smooth you do it." Yeah, speed has got speed is relative. It's got nothing to do with it. Like uh, a bacteria moving the length of its body is almost instantaneous like if we were doing that i'd be moving at the speed of sound like yeah. it's 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 all relative so and it, it it was specifically when i was driving and you kind of stressed and you wanted to do things perfectly and you're you're tense and you you you, you know your feet are like kind of moving incrementally and it was like it's not it's literally not about how slow you do it it's about how smooth you do it like plunging a plunger on a french press it's not yeah. about the speed it's about the constant pressure you can do mm-hmm. it quickly but the chances are when you do something quickly, you slip and you're, the force is not as even. So this idea of, Brett, exactly what you're saying, it's not time served, it's the quality of that time. Yeah. And I think, like, I I just want to 
qualify what I was saying because I completely get what you guys are coming from and I completely agree. You're digging yourself out of your little French but, ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but what I uh, what you just said about the like being able to equate it to the French press, like that that's what I mean mean by experience. It's not necessarily experience in a a single task. Mm. It's the fact that you've got experience in life in general that you can then apply to those other things so you know you can apply right okay i understand what you mean about the french press thing yeah so you know I'll, i get what you mean about the the, the clutch now yeah. like and and that's what i mean like there's, there's to be fair plenty. if you were if you're drinking cafetiere coffee before you learn to drive I well yeah pretty badass <laughs> but, <laughs> unless uh, you're epileptic and you don't learn until you're 27 but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah like because there, there are plenty of people out there that uh that have been doing like jobs and things for years and years and years and and they they they're stuck in their ways they're not yeah they're not necessarily the best at it because they've spent time doing it they're just they're kind of adequate and i think that's kind of that's quite a nice way of saying it. like they you know, they they're kind of immature because they're they're not willing to to expand beyond what they've done it's like oh no i I've seen it done this way. I've done it this way my whole life. I'm never doing it another way. Like, no, that's that's a really shit way of doing things. Like, you, the whole point is that you know you you learn from other people. You get to 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 feed off other people's experiences. Well, yeah, but I I totally agree with that. It seems like maybe a little bit more generationally driven in my mind. But it was you know by the time you hit 35, that was being an adult. Yeah, I'm just using that age as a an example. But when my parents were growing up, by the time they were my age, they had three kids, a house, two cars, and they were both working full time jobs to support it all. Yeah, I'm nowhere in that <laughs> responsibility level. But houses went three hundred grand then, Brett. Well, yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting to talk to somebody of that age or of that generation where. They have been doing the same thing for 30 years because when they were 30, that was kind of the end of it. Yeah. Or at that point in time, it was like technology had hit this, their job responsibilities had hit this. And now we've only hired up underneath that person because they've been there for 10 years. And now there's 30 people working under them because they have executive responsibilities, something or other. So at that point, they didn't even necessarily ask for it. I'm not going to say that every single person that I've ever worked under is uh at fault for this kind of experiential thing or you know i've been here longer thing it's yeah that naivety and that immaturity that you're talking about is sometimes not willfully ignorant but they are ignorant of it where it's like yeah but the world's going to keep spinning until after you're gone yeah and i've already had to learn your job to come in and get this job and then when you leave i gotta be ready to go 20 20 miles an hour faster than you were because yeah. that's what I'm being expected to do. That, that that's the thing, though is is that that person in that that role, you know, they they can do that job well enough to to do that job. Like it's it's the whole good, good enough, enough is good enough. Is good enough. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Whereas you're coming in and you're you know, you you don't have that experience, you don't have that uh, whatever. So you you not only have to be able to do that job, but you have to be able to do it better, and you have to be able to think like six to twelve months years whatever ahead um and and you have to be you know aware of the new thing that's coming out and and already be working on it when they're still stuck 10 years in the past and i think 
what you, you said. Describing anyway. the timeline of Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but uh, but like the the thing that you you said um, about it being not necessarily the, the the amount or the time of experience, but the quality of experience. I think that that's fucking key because it's it's like uh, I don't know going to the gym, for example. You can go to the gym and you can lift Hell's weights. A game. <laughs> you can Ooh, lift weights. <laughs> you can lift weights really, really badly for ten years and get nowhere, and yeah, and still be a, a mess like I am. Or <laughs> you can go to the gym and you can uh, you can do all the study. You can get a PT. You can train the same amount of hours. But training smarter and harder and and everything else and completely transform your body in twelve to eighteen months, sort of thing. Like it's like you say, it's it's about the 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 quality, not just the the time served. And I think that's that's perhaps where I misspoke when I said about experience because I didn't qualify the fact that it's yeah, like you say, no, quality, I wasn't. Even- not- you can't undo it now, Steve. It's done. No, oh, I wasn't you. even. I wasn't even trying to challenge you to say that you were wrong. No, 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 no. no. That's what a conversation is. Uh, all right. Three of us just agreeing with one another. For let me right. just let me just say this after <laughs> no. Steve. Steve, Steve had that no. nice little wrap up right there, but I I have to admit that the entire time when you were thinking about thought processes and all these things and developing it's like i wonder if a cheese knows where it's going to be 10 years from now <laughs> i wonder if i wonder if milk comes out knowing that it's going to be cheese yeah but or does the just, cow I was, know i was just does the grass know because as we all know yeah. grass is just mud hair I, <laughs> the entire time i was just thinking that executive responsibilities has to be like a straight to dvd john travolta film oh <laughs> god wait is it still is is there still like a voiceover like in um, Look Who's Talking, but it's with John Travolta <laughs> doing his own voice? He's doing his own voice. <laughs> Being uh... John Travoltovich. <laughs> That's something I never want to see. Um, I, I was going to go back to the the alcohol thing and talk about cider brandy, but I think we're we're well beyond that now. So you mean cider we... vinegar. No. Get everything else in your house. No, that's just, shut up. It's an experiment. <laughs> and again, that's that's just the cider getting more mature and finding a new use for itself. <laughs> that's all that is. Um, no, and cider brand- escalator doesn't break down and just becomes stairs. Yeah, exactly. A stopped clock is right twice a day. <laughs> Go on, Al. Your turn. <laughs> Ham. <laughs> Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, all I was going to say is cider brandy, I prefer when it's five years, not when it's ten years. That's all. Uh, right, should we go into spiffing then? That's a rubbish segue. You can do better than that. Uh, cider brandy you is... You can't spell spiffing. pips without spiffing. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> There's pips and apple. I don't know. I, I wasn't listening. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Uh, you know yeah. what I like? Figs. People that we think that are Al, you are going first this week. This is the bit where you talk. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the, the pirate voice. 
And like, oh, pirates, pirates, they'll talk like that. And like, they weren't all from the West Country pirates. No, but the uh, the guy that um, played like the, the pirate they... in pirate films was. Yeah. So everyone thinks that they're that. that. But yeah. otherwise, they would have and... all been like Welsh and Scousers and Cockney. Yeah, okay, yeah, they were, they were from all over. Yeah. And a lot of it comes from because, like, obviously, Bristol was a big port. So um, a lot of them would have sailed out of the West Country because of that. Pirate facts. Yeah. Um, yes. My spiffy on the theme of maturity is um, a young lady that I had the pleasure of meeting at Makers Central. Um, I think she had a good um, session with Soph on the Make with Makers stand um, and basically got inspired by the whole thing um, and within a week got back and set up her own YouTube channel. Um, I think she may be the child of one of the people in the community, but I'm not sure. I don't kind of want to dig into that because I don't want it to be, oh, you know, so-and-so's daughter. Um, yeah. I think she should just have a, tell her own story in her own right. Um, she's called Susie, uh, and the channel is called Susie Dragon Tail Turnings. So nice. I'm assuming she's going to get into wood. T- oh, that was it. She made a pen with Steve. That's why. Um, ah, yeah. Steve. Yeah. There you go. Um, another great, Steve's another great guy who loves to kind of pass on um, his skills and knowledge to others. So, um, yeah. yeah, Susie. Watch her channel. She's got a lovely a couple of videos kind of introducing, explaining why she's um, she's getting into this and, and is passionate about making things. Uh, I'd love to see her story unfold. Um, and she's in her infancy, um, but she seems quite switched on and seems quite mature for her age. So yeah. Susie Dragon Tail Turnings. Steve will put a, a link in the show. It's in about eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Brett. Brett. Abs. Hey, it's me. Uh, we talked about it earlier in the episode, so I won't harp on for long, but it has been brilliant to see Ellen's maturing with all of her skills and also naivety and willingness to go and explore and be a silly, silly doofus <laughs> between her video, the, her full fly video and the metal knitting needles <laughs> and uh, her cameos and stuff in Jess's video. It's just been great. So, Ellen, it's awesome. Can't wait to see where the journey keeps going. Yeah, it's a very, very good shout. Yeah, and everyone can be upset that I've respiffed her. Deal with it. Uh, speaking of respiffs, uh, <laughs> I am going to do exactly the same thing. I'm going to respiff someone. Uh, but there is no way that we could do this episode without talking about this person. Um, they are the absolute epitome of everything that we've spoken about. Uh, and that is Andy Berkey. Me. Uh, a man who is the most childlike and <laughs> wonderful person, but also massively experienced and mature. And uh, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, like someone that can go from uh, revamping and working on a a beautiful chapel or church and finding a way to um, to restore it back to its former glory, and then thirty seconds later be on the internet calling people names because they share their wonderful food with the group, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, he's he's just a, a wonderful person all round, and I just 
wanted to give him a little bit of love. That was all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say other business. Uh, yes. Uh, Dan Good. the Duck wants to know if you've <laughs> found all the ducks in your house yet, Steve. No. Ah. <laughs> right. I, I found a few and <laughs> I'm fairly certain there's going to be a lot more. So, yeah. Kind of what one of those things where, like, it's like why, the, what, why the fuck is there a duck here? Um, yeah, no, that, that, that's, I haven't. Uh, I also wanted to give a quick shout out because uh, when you were talking about um, Dragon, what was it? Susie Dragon Tail Turning. That's it. Uh, I want to say I want to say Dragon Scale Turning, and that didn't seem right. So no. Susie Dragon Tail Turning. Um, yeah, uh, when we were at Maker Central, uh, there was a, um, a a couple there with their kid um, who came along to the the forge area, and she wanted to have a go, but she was. Uh, I'm going to guess at like five or six mm-hmm. may, maybe younger um super cute kid and uh and i just spent like a few seconds between heats with other people just grabbed some of the plasticine off one of the anvils and just kind of like mushed it out into a bar and then gave her the hammer and showed her how to hammer things out um and uh and james from 22a uh dropped me a really really nice message um a couple of days after the event to let me know kind of like she he was very very appreciative of that and um yeah i just wanted to give him a quick shout out because you know him actively encouraging his his little girl to kind of give everything a go and 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 have a try at everything and it was it was nice that was all it was just nice uh so uh are we done yeah i can see nodding heads and lungs uh if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual shows, social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Networks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, you can find us at ftwdpodcast.com, uh, where you will eventually be able to find all the shows as soon as I get time. Uh, and you can find us on Instagram at ftwdpodcast to see all the wonderful, wonderful thumbnails that I was going to say Joe, not Joe, Joe. that Al does. Classic Joe. Uh, <laughs> All the wonderful thumbnails that Al does. And you can obviously find us in the Facebook group where there are lots of wonderful, lovely people. Uh, uh, I think. Yes. Good. We love you all. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Did you guys listen to the most recent Fitzall podcast? Because I haven't listened to a single episode.